0: Hello and welcome to Stop Your People Need You. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm here as ever with Luke. Hi, everybody. It's good. At least he's awake. That's always good. And today's subject is what could your CV look like by the end of next year? Now, why? Well, because first of all, I think this time of year, is a great time to just take stock and and you know think I don't know you know what's ahead what am I doing where am I going all those kinds of things and we thought it would be a really great subject and a good discussion point. To say, well, let's give it a bit of frame of reference and let's you know go into the year with some conscious intent to say, right, I have proactively decided kind of what needs to be on that cv and in turn i'm going to go out and do it so that's kind of the the thinking i think behind today and i do think it will be just a just be an interesting subject to get get our views on and and see where it goes
1: yeah i totally agree I, i when you put this one forward as a suggestion just the title itself really intrigued me um and i guess it's not a way that we've Asked that question between ourselves before, um, and no. in all honesty, from from my perspective, it was a oh that's that's a sometimes it's not necessarily what you're asking; it's the way you ask it that really stimulates our thinking. So I'm really looking forward to today.
0: Yeah, me too. And, and it, funny enough, actually, you know, I can't remember when we put this one on the list of things that we might talk about. Probably a few weeks ago. Um, I have actually given it some real thought myself, and it, it really challenged. My thinking, and I I think generally speaking, I'm pretty good at at forward planning and forward thinking and and thinking about what's next. But actually, it kind of made me look at it in a different way. And I I hope to be able to convey that um, in our conversation today because I think it just – it allows you to see things just in a slightly different – through a different lens um, and actually helps also, I found, to – Kind of reflect on the here and now as well it was a, it was a, it was a double benefit because it was it was about saying okay well what, where I'm at right now and what's going on and and in particular this year where we've kind of had you know all the covid stuff it's it's kind of we 've all had to change and adapt you know, i 've learned more things this year than i've ever learned I think in yeah. a year,, yeah. so it was quite good to ground that and so actually what have I learned from this what have I learned from 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 the the year that's passed, and then in turn, how might that inform? kind of where I'd like to be this time of year from now from a personal development and a personal leadership skill perspective. Absolutely I think what was really interesting
1: for me uh, where I am in my career um, having you know taken over as the managing director of PTI Worldwide there's a point at which do do I ever write a CV again now hopefully the answer is no because things will be prosperous here at PTI which uh, you know is what we all hope for as a team however should I ever stop thinking about my CV and what is on it? Should I ever stop thinking about the contributions that I'm making to the business, to our customers, to the people around me, to my team? That was where it really challenged me. And and actually beyond the managing director role, I have been at PTI for 15 years and therefore I haven't had to write a CV. I've had job roles and job specs, but never a CV that really takes an opportunity, as you said, to stop reflect look at where I am now and also think about the positions and the roles that I want in the future and where I may need, or as this say says, what could my CV look like by the end of next year? Never ask that question. And also for me now, will I ever stop asking that question, regardless of
0: my my role in PTI as managing director? Well, that's interesting because that I think is a, is one of the things I've definitely thought about since we decided we would do this yeah. as a subject to some And that is, uh, along the simpler vein, although, you know, kind of in our industry, we do do quite a lot of bio. So, you know, clients sometimes will say, can we have your bio? So that's that kind of keeps you kind of current, if you like, in your thinking. Yeah. But I also thought the same thing. I, I, I have zero ambition to ever need a traditional CV for a recruitment opportunity for the rest of my working life. I, I don't have the ambition of that. Who knows whether it will change I can't tell right now, but I don't think it will. But my LinkedIn profile, for example, because I do really value LinkedIn and I I enjoy actually maintaining my LinkedIn, although it's probably not as well maintained as I'd like it to be. And maybe that's one of those goals for next year. But the point is that is, in essence, what we're talking about as well. So for me, it wouldn't necessarily be my CV. This would be, actually, what do I want my LinkedIn to look like? In a, a year's time, this time next year, same thing here. It's just a, a different way of portraying that and the information. Absolutely, absolutely. So, get us get us going. I
1: know we've opened up a little bit there and and, and put some some thoughts forward. But where do you want to start?
0: Well, I, I think it's first of all, it's worth starting with with the with the premise that. You know, for most of us, we react and we respond to what's happening, and develop comes from that. So, yeah, yeah. Think about again. I keep harping on about this year, but you know, our classroom face-to-face world sort of vanished in a heartbeat um, when COVID sort of took over the world, and we had to learn really, 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 really quickly how to do our job differently. So we have to say, right, you know, what we currently do isn't going to work. So we have to learn a new way of doing things or, or we just won't exist. Um, and we did that. And I think that's part of the challenge with all this is that most of what we learn is in reaction to It's different when we are at school or college or even university where we were choosing to educate ourselves. But once we get into work, most stuff we learn is in response to something happening to us. So it's a... Um, I don't know how to do this, so I now need to go and find out how to do it. Or if you are somebody who works in an organization, your boss says, I've booked you on this personal development program or on this training program. It's happening to you. The concept of this is to say, but actually, if you chose to shape it how you want it to, or maybe... That, that really stretched your potential or helped you be fulfilled or maybe pushed you, we did a few weeks ago, comfort zones, stepped you out of your comfort zone, what could, does mean with the word could in here, what mm. could that actually mean? So, you know, at the minute, I, I don't have a desire to, and I'm not saying this is going on mine, but, you know, if I wanted to learn to speak Mandarin, okay, yeah, you know, that's a daunting task, but there's a good example. I've no need to learn Mandarin today, but if I wanted to do it, what would that then unfold like and what would that look like? Yeah, I think you're talking about one particular type there, though, Danny. Uh, You know, there are a
1: lot of people that will have goals set for the year and they'll have learning objectives and they'll put in there what I want to learn, how I want to learn. Some people will already be in structured learning uh, and adult learning process, whether that be with a company like ourselves or whether they're doing, um, you know, a, a degree at Open University, whatever that may well be. I do agree with you though, that a lot of the time for for, for many people it can be quite reactive. What mm. I love about this is regardless of whether you're at that end of the scale where learning probably isn't at the forefront of what you're doing, or whether you're at um the other end of the scale where you are passionate about learning. It's something you do on a daily basis. What I love about this is that it's absolutely it gives absolute purpose, should I say. To why you're doing all of those things. If you're not, why you should. If you are, what it really means and the purpose of it for you, whether you're in a role you've been in for many years or an organization you've been in for many years or whether you're looking for that next step in your
0: career. Well, hey, how about this then? How about challenging that even more? Okay, because I've, I've, you know, I've had the privilege of sitting in on a number of different performance conversations with, you know, leaders and their team members and stuff, and talking about this and saying, okay, where do you want to develop next year? And in most instances, that development is in lieu or in line with whatever we're expecting to happen as a business. So yeah. we go, oh, next year we're going to venture into a new marketplace in France. Yeah. Okay. So my development, therefore, needs to be, I need to learn more about the economics of, of the French government. I don't know, whatever it may be. It's driven by an initiative that's happening. And that's, the, that's where this really gets interesting, because I think them as a leader is, although I'm asking the person where they want to develop, is that limited by yeah. the scope of what we expect next year to look like, or is it un- completely and utterly unlimited impossibility redefined, you know, really stretching our thinking and our imagination and going, yeah, but remove all that. This is about what could it be?
1: How many many people right now will be focusing on their ability to virtually communicate, whether that's influence, presentations, selling through virtual, training through virtual, all of those different things. It is actually what you're saying is it it is being driven by either outside influences or industry-specific
0: influences. Exactly. Exactly right. And and is that then? Is that you really truly pushing yourself, or or others, or others? You know, you know, if it's your team or colleagues or or even members of your family, is it? Are we really truly pushing the envelope on what that could be, uh, and exploring this territory of of unknown? of what that might be and, and this for me is not even so much as what the end result ends up as just the sheer thought of this yeah makes my brain go oh my word and all of a sudden your your, your thought process is is broad and you're thinking what, what does that really mean and I, I don't have the answers that's that's what's great about this I don't say I've got an answer I don't well it's it's there there
1: is a There is somewhere that I can take this though in terms of a a Harvard Business uh, white paper that I read and it was on a study carried out by a gentleman called Lawrence J. Peter. 50 years ago, and, 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 and this particular study was into the way that people grow and actually people have limitations within their growth. In fact, most people will hit a ceiling okay so a ceiling within their growth that stops them from growing any further because they may not be capable of doing it but the peter Mm. principle itself and the studies they show that promotions are largely a reward for what people have already done so this is if so i'm promoting you because you have done x y and z you've met all of these expectations Whereas what they don't do is look at the attributes required or the link between what that person's abilities are and the role they're then stepping into. And therefore, going back to your point around most things are in service of what is coming next. That's your job. I guess what the question has to be in terms of what could your CV look like by the end of next year or the year beyond or the year beyond that is, well, do you know what role you want next? what are the attributes the behaviors and the thinking required for those roles and are you preparing yourself for them or is everything you're doing from a development perspective in service to your role right now potentially you know you'll have talent programs for you know groups of people you'll have stepping into management programs that we're very familiar with where people will be highlighted as those leaders of the future but that can that can be driven by the organization how are you driving yourself to go well what does my role or what does my industry or what does my behaviours need to look like in 10 years if I want to be where I want to be? What could, therefore, my CV look like by the end of next year?
0: Well, interesting that as well, because I'm thinking now about some of the conversations that I've had just in life. You know, when you say to somebody, you, go, you meet somebody and, and he goes, oh, tell me a bit about your career and tell me a bit about how you've got to where you are today. Most of that story is normally furnished with... Things that they achieved, so they went, well, I started off i was I was in I was doing this job, and um I did a really good job of managing this project, so my boss made me a project manager and then because of that um I ended up getting in front of the board and and I did some work for them and and that kind of opened another door for me and and I ended up then picking up this job and it's always like it, and actually there's something quite nice about that organic career yes. growth and career development because it kind of makes of us who we are I mean that's what happens isn't it? And things that happen to us are Uh, what defines who we are as human beings today. Yeah, Uh, And and I don't want to detract. This is really important. I don't want to lessen how important that is. This is just about saying, but imagine blank piece of paper. This is what we're talking about here, isn't it? This is, you know, not your LinkedIn profile being updated or your current CV or resume being tweaked. This is a blank sheet of paper and a pen and us saying, what could... Mm go on that page what could be on that page in one year from now and that's and let's not try and dress
1: this up this is inevitably a form of goal setting you know yeah. we've yeah, done that for many many years but it's with a real focus a real focus on your career which are you know as i've already said some people won't do a lot of people you know, are really passionate about setting their goals at the end of the year they review them regularly there is clear scientific studies that demonstrate that when you put something down in black and white, there is a higher probability of that happening, and therefore we're saying apply the same principle here. Not just because, and we talk about reactive. Why do people normally update their CV?
0: Because the job, the opportunity, looking, whatever
1: it may be. Exactly in these in this day and age, you know, think about those people that are unfortunately in a position of not being within a job. And now they're looking and they're updating their CVs. The question is, therefore, should it be something that you are consciously updating, consciously aware of, and constantly thinking about in order to make sure that you're always relevant professionally, but also, and I think this, is, this isn't about just what you service for other people or whether you're relevant for other people. It's about your own career ambitions. And it really hones in that goal setting on you, your career, your development, the type of professional that you want to be the type of leader that you may want to be. In fact, sometimes you've got to ask the question, you may not want leadership as part of that title. You know, we talk about accidental managers, and we talked about, you know, uh, in one of our episodes a while ago, around does anybody ever get asked, do you actually want to do the leadership part? Well, actually, how easy would it be if you all of your people within your team had done this exercise? Now let's flip it. You're the leader. You're asking your team to do this. Come to you with this information and say, "Tell me what your CV could look like by the end of next year, and how can I help you? You might be able to identify there well, I see all of these great things, but i don 't see leadership in there, and i 've got you down as a future leader Well I, you know it could prompt conversations that, as a leader of a group of people that could do this, you may not even be aware of people 's ambitions it 's a great opportunity to do it for yourself, but as leaders, what a fantastic opportunity at this time of year to get people to really inform you about their career ambitions over the next 12 to 18 months.
0: Well, I I absolutely agree. I mean, I think that, you know, for an output conversation, if that was was all that happened from this, then that in itself would be a brilliant conversation. I mean, I'd just enjoy being a part of that conversation with each individual person. But actually, there's a step before that, which goes to your point around, you know, this is another form of, of, of goal setting or whatever it may be. And, and, and in one regard, I completely agree because it is. You're, you know, what you're saying is there's a, a distance in the future. That's where I want to be. Right. OK. However, the, the reason why I find this particular approach just a little bit more disruptive, bit a bit different is because it forces you to think in a different way to more traditional goal setting because yes. in goal setting it would be, you know, okay, so next year I want to get a promotion. Next year I want to move house. Next year I want to go on holiday. What do I need to do in order to get there? This is about saying, right, imagine you've got a blank sheet of paper.
1: Yeah, agreed. And
0: in your career you could, you know, purely it is based around, and I think it's important here actually to, to touch on what I think is important is it, it could be skills, so it could be skills. And I think about, um, you know, what, what this has done. I, I talked about that in the last couple of weeks, really kind of opened my thought process to it. So we're at the moment doing more stuff vis- visually, so video editing, that sort of stuff, to, to help fulfill what we're doing. And I've always fancied the idea of learning how to use the Adobe Photoshop range and, and okay. Adobe Premiere and all that sort of stuff. And I, I unwittingly went into this, got the software, downloaded it, and went, Wow, that's much harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I, and I genuinely, a couple of weeks ago, I think I succumbed and thought, Do you know what, it, it, this is just too much. This is way beyond my capability. I'm going to call it a day. And so actually, I'll just stick to what I know, which is quite limited and it's not very good, but it's it's good enough. And then actually, this conversation made me go. Actually, let's go blank sheet. So imagine in years time, I've mastered that. And all of a sudden, it's pushing that envelope. So it could be skills like that. It could be knowledge. So in other words, becoming more knowledgeable about something. So you know, you want to be more aware about a particular part of what you do. But it could also be experience. And I think this is where it kind of challenges that kind of traditional goal setting. Because it could be, say, on my CV... Because if I looked at my LinkedIn profile, I've got the experience section. Yeah. And I look down through there, and actually... Whilst I've worked in loads of different companies, uh, you know, doing this job, um, I I feel privileged that I've worked in lots of different diverse industries and delivered loads of different projects. They're all really the same. (laughs) You know, they're all based around people development, mainly all leadership development, bit sales in there, bit customer service. But it's all based around the similar principle. What there isn't in there is being a chef or being a Forage language instructor, not saying I want to be those things, but the point is that... Yeah, where are you yeah, going? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, but the point is, maybe I want, maybe I go, John, you know I'd really love to be experienced in this that's completely different to what you do. And it's, and then maybe then it doesn't become a year. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking about how this should push the the bounds of possibility thinking. That's what we're trying to do, is to imagine, blank sheet of paper, anything's possible in your career in your professional life, what would that impossible uh, become possible if you could?
1: Yeah, I think, and I think that's a great point, Danny. You know, I know I joke there about where you're going with this. Uh, you know, now more than ever, and yeah, harp on about 2020 uh, as much as we like. It, it's certainly created, and I've used it a few times. People may have heard it used. For some, it's created 2020 vision. For me, it has. For, for you, we've discussed it at length, and many of the team here at PTI we have discussed that around the clarity it's given us but whether you're in a role that's secure whether you're currently out of work you know whether you're in between or looking i think the the point of this is doing this exercise even putting it pen to paper if you haven't done it regardless of whether you are any of the the different personas that i just talked about it is a healthy exercise to do maybe not just at this time of year you know and also a healthy exercise to include others i think this is always a great time of year we said this last week to stop as leaders your people around you need you you need to stop yourself and maybe this is a great exercise for you to go right wow what a year what am i what am i here doing what am i doing it for what do I want to do next? For those of you that may be looking for that next career change, those of you that are unfortunately not in work at the moment and thinking, "Is this? do I want to go back to what I was doing? Write your CV. Take the time to do that. I spoke to my business partner, Kate, about this exact same thing. And when we took over the business in February, she did this exercise. But I didn't know she'd done it. She did it for herself. And she said how empowering it was for herself to look back at the last 20 years of her career having been in the same organization, but then, like you say, whether it's LinkedIn or a CV, actually doing that, doing that reflection, understanding where you've got to and all the things that you've done, but also acknowledging there's a long way to go and there's a lot of things that you may require of yourself and people
0: may need of you. Well, uh, I I like it. I I, I completely agree. And I'm also now thinking as well is imagine, right, this is how important this is to do, right? This is how important it is imagine if you did this when you was a child at school okay a teenager at school okay um the chances are what you would have wrote on there then would yeah. be completely different to what you're doing now okay i i guarantee, i definitely wouldn't write any things on there that i am doing now on, on my list pilot um, in the rf that, there we pilot, go so like, yeah go. so and i don't think you can fly airplanes to the moon yet so i mean i'd definitely i'd still be unemployed um right but, <laughs> But but here's the thing. So so we know that at some point in time things started to evolve. But actually, how much of us are where we are right now in our professional lives by design, and how much are we by chance and luck? And you know, it you know, this could be if we if we fail to do this, then there's a risk, doesn't mean really to say it's gonna be the case, but there is a risk that we end up actually bumbling through a little bit of our our lives yeah and as a leader yeah, because this is about stop your people need you so this is about as a leader what do i do if i'm if i'm leading others or leading myself what do i do well the first thing is the concept of stopping but it's about saying i'm not just accepting things for being what they are i i i but, and even if I disrupt all the thinking and I end up back where I am and realize that actually what I'm doing is exactly what I want to do, yeah. heading in exactly the right direction, that's okay. It's okay for that to be the case. The point is that you've you've challenged yourself enough to think about it. And, and what this doesn't need is hours and hours and hours of, of, of reflection. I like this as a pondering type conversation. That's what I've done with the last few weeks over it. If I've just yeah. pondered it when I'm watching TV. I thought, ah, I wonder what that could be, and, and what have you? And and it's bizarre. Well, I bizarre. guess you've still got
1: to put. Uh, but have, the question is, have you done it? Have you wrote it down? I know I, uh, I haven't. I'm going to admit that. I've no, thought I haven't. About it. So pondering's all well and good, Danny. But what we're, you know, what we're saying here is actually the healthy exercise will be actually doing something with that pondering. You know, well, because is- we'll always think about, oh, this is what I achieved this year. This is what I want to get out of this uh, of next year. Lots of people do that.
0: Well this here's the challenge a- then, Luke. Here's the sure. challenge, right? I've got a challenge for us, right? We will, between now and the end of the year, we will do one of these podcasts on good old fashioned goal setting, right? So okay. and, and we'll do you know our own experiences of it and stuff. I've got a few little tips. I've picked up some really great people in the math. So we'll do some of that. We'll make it nice and interesting, not boring and dull. And we will we will state what our three, four, five, six, eight, ten things are that will be on our CV personally and professionally by December 2021. And then we'll say it on here and then we'll review it in December 2021 and see how many of those we've actually done.
1: Wow. Well, you've put us on the spot. I don't really think I can say no because we're not going <laughs> to, we don't do re-recording. <laughs> so I guess the answer is yes, Danny. Thank you. Absolutely. Let me forward Let's for do that. it. Because then
0: that way then, you know, wouldn't it be great as well from people that listen to this you know, and, and it, we, we are now getting some people to listen to it on a regular basis. And the feedback's been, you know, really, really, really wonderful. It has. And I think it's important saying thank you for that. People giving us hints and tips and things they like and things that they perhaps like to see done differently. And Luca and I are constantly working hard to try and, try and learn and adapt. But wouldn't it be great that, you know, through next year, people sent us, you know, progress updates and, yeah. and things. But wouldn't it be great for one of those shows in a year's time to have those people on this, calling in and sharing what they set out to do and and, and where they've got to and how it's gone.
1: I couldn't agree more. I love that. We want to change the dynamic of these episodes as regularly as we can you know uh, we're learning our way through this at the moment but in the future uh, we will be doing lots of different things so let's make that happen but one of the things that people love about our show is that they finish in and around 25 minutes and we're at about 26 and a half so I'm going to hand out no no not at all and (laughs) look I'm not going to cut us off but I do believe that you know this amount of time is about right so thank you everyone for listening Danny. that was brilliant and actually we've we've it's grown legs far beyond what i thought it would so thanks very much i enjoyed it thanks for the challenge let's make it happen um but for everyone else we'll see you next week thank you thank you Bye bye